Hello and welcome to Change Your Latitude. I'm your host, Pascal, and in this podcast, I'll be coaching you to unroot your old ways of thinking, ground into your truth, and consciously design your own authentic path. You'll also hear inspiring and thought-provoking stories from people that chose to live on their own terms. Each episode will help you to create more freedom in your life and business, not less, lean into ease and flow, not get stuck in hustle mode, grow into the person you were meant to be, and do so while enjoying life, not letting it pass you by. I believe you don't have to be anyone else to succeed and create the freedom that you deserve. So let's change your latitude. Hi, and welcome back to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm really happy that you're here today, and I think you're going to be happy as well that you decided to listen to this episode because I'm bringing back a very special guest on the podcast, and we're going to dive into the interview in a short minute, but I just wanted to say that you might hear a bit of background noise uh, around uh, some cars, people talking, construction work, because I'm back in Montreal, back in the city, and so for those of you who haven't heard my little 2020 story, I was about to move to Bali on March 1st, and because of the pandemic, I decided to cancel everything the night before. But at that point, I had rented my own uh, condo here in Montreal, I had sold my car, I was just getting ready to move across the globe, and when I canceled everything, I had no place to stay, Airbnb was forbidden, And so I moved around a bit, uh, stayed with friends, and eventually we found uh, a house in the suburbs, which was um, a very calm place to record podcast episodes, but now it's a bit more noisy, so you might hear some background noise here and there, but I think that's okay. It makes it a bit more real also, so hope that's okay for you. And in today's episode, I'm interviewing Steph Laffey, which is pretty much your favorite episode so far, episode 24, um, where I was interviewing her on her entrepreneurship journey so far. And I know a lot of you really loved this episode, uh, found it very helpful and insightful to hear about her journey and, and how she went about it and how she approached it one step at a time. And so I really wanted to bring her back on the podcast because I love her, because you love her. And also because she went through um, a market research journey this summer. And I think it's a very important tool in business. I know you've heard me say that a lot so far in the podcast or if you're reading the blog or following me anywhere. I talk about it a lot because I do think it's one of the most underrated and most important tools in business. And I think a lot of us see it as a very complicated and daunting process and a way to make everything perfect where in fact it's really the opposite it really helps you to bring more flow and freedom into business and approach it in a more authentic way as well and I wanted to bring Steph on the podcast to chat about that because she went through the process this summer to create her new service which is so great and it's going to be so helpful. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes and I think you're going to find a lot of very helpful information into today's episode. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, so I'm with Steph today. Welcome back on the podcast. You've been there before, so welcome back. Thank you for having me back. 
I'm super happy that you're here because still to this date, it's one of the most popular episodes. So if uh, you're listening to this and you're wondering what was the episode, it's episode 24. Um, and I got a lot of great feedback from people that found it very inspiring and helpful. So I'm happy to have you back here. Always happy to chat with you. So thank you for taking the time. That makes me so happy because it was such a fun chat. So I'm glad other people found it to be um, inspiring as well. Definitely. And I think it's such, it's so helpful for people to kind of hear the behind the scenes of someone that's growing their business because it kind of makes it possible for them too. So I'm glad that you're back. And I really wanted to bring you back on the podcast to chat about your experience over the last few months growing your business. So you've spent a part of 2020 and 2019 setting the foundations of your business. And now the business is growing very well. I'm so proud of you. And not only because it's growing, but because you're really prioritizing fun and it also really reflects who you are. So I'm happy for you and proud of you on so many levels. And not Congratulations. <laughs> and something you've been really focusing on this summer is putting together a new service for your copywriting business. So adding new offers. And I think it's very interesting for the listeners to hear about entrepreneurs in different stages of their business. I have a few guests here that are stepping away from the nine to five, others that are building this first version of their business and others like you that are growing it and just letting it evolve and adding new services and pivoting a little. And, you know, it's all about iterations in business. So it's always very interesting for the listeners to hear the story of different entrepreneurs at different stages. So I really wanted to bring you back and talk about your experience this summer. So I really want to chat about this new service because I know how helpful it's going to be for a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are looking to gain that clarity on their own voice and creating some guidelines around their content and message and I'm your number one fan, of course, but I also work very closely with a lot of early stage entrepreneurs, and I know how much this is going to be life-changing for so many of them. So can you share a bit more about this new service that you've been working on? Of course. It's so funny to talk about how I'm at a stage to like backtrack a little that I am growing my business. And I was just having a conversation with... Um, my sister yesterday, who has also been on this podcast, actually. <laughs> um, and we were talking about research and what that looks like for different people and how you kind of are doing it without even thinking that you're doing it. So when it came to developing this service, it didn't feel all that forced in the way that I thought it would. It kind of just happened organically the way everything else has. And I think that's a sign of building a business around something that I'm passionate about and curious about. And is something that I would wish I had had, which leads me to what this service is for. So ultimately it's to help, um, I specifically and mostly work with female entrepreneurs. So it helps female entrepreneurs get really clear and kind of confident in their brand story, their brand voice, so that they can sound 100% and talk 100% like them throughout their brand and all their copy and otherwise, um, without having to worry too much about they're telling their own story and uh, being self-conscious because that's kind of know mm -hmm. when I first started, that was my biggest obstacle was feeling self-conscious about what it was I was saying um, and then not knowing what to say. So letting those two barriers stopping me, stop me, pardon, from 
um, saying anything at all. So ultimately writing, whether it's writing an Instagram caption or writing your website copy, it ends up taking you four times as long to uh, put anything out into the world because you're constantly second guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm developing the service now so that um, when those women go to launch their brands and businesses out into the world, or if they already have, and they're looking to kind of reconnect with it, they can go full force with 210% confidence and with full flow, if you will, of being themselves in their business because it just makes it so much more fun. So developing this service is something that would have scared me a year ago, but it's something that I've naturally been inclined to want to do because of who uh, I've been serving. And I kind of think that that's the key to attracting the people that are meant to be a part of your business to get a little woo (laughs) that are meant to be a part of your business is to sound like yourself and be like yourself. And it sounds so easy, but oftentimes it can be really overwhelming when you're in a space where everybody is telling you something to do something different and you're comparing yourself to a million other female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs on the internet. And sometimes you just need to sit back and have somebody guide you um, towards developing those clear guidelines and kind of foundational elements for your brand voice and story. Wow. The long-winded version <laughs> of what I do and all that. So needed, so needed. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, I think it's, it's kind of sad on some level sometimes because we stop ourselves from showing up and sharing what we have to offer and, and you know, sharing the solution that we have for someone else because we're not feeling that confident or that authentic in how we're creating content and and with the copy that we're putting forward on our website or captions or anything. So I think this new service is going to help so many people and make it much simpler to finally feel a bit more confident and clear about what you're saying, how you're saying it, and just making sure that it really sounds like you, which is very important, right? Yeah. And I think the part that I love about, because my I love working one-on-one with personal brands specifically. So I think that's why I was always attracted to working with female entrepreneurs because I can relate to them, of course, Mm -hmm. because I am also one. Um, But I think what I'm loving about this service specifically as I develop it is that it's going to be a little bit different for each client that purchases it because everybody needs something different. So just as everyone's voice is unique, the service is going to end up being a little bit unique to every client. And I think that's kind of... um, is something that is aligned with me and my business is I like making things unique to my, each of my clients because I, I want them to be unique in their own businesses. And how can I expect that of them if they're going to get the same mm-hmm. service as everyone else? And I think that's just another, um, um, another layer of the importance of being yourself fully. So me not feeling like I need to develop this like very streamlined mm-hmm. process that's going to be cookie cuttered for each client because that's going to be more efficient in quotations um, and all that stuff. And just going with what feels right for me and what feels fun for me and kind of leading by example, because it's ultimately the best way to teach people is to, in my own captions, in my own copy, mm-hmm. in my, the only way, the, my own way of running my business is to be myself 210% and just show up in that way. And then kind of, I had a client recently say like she needed a little bit of (laughs) handholding and kind of to just like guide people in doing the same and pushing people a little bit um, because we all need that uh, bit of a a loving shove, if you will, in that direction sometimes. (laughs) Yes, we do. And I think you brought a very good point when you were mentioning, you know, it's 
not so much when you want to be, you know, to influence people or inspire rather people. It's not so much about, you know, what you're saying or what you're teaching, or it's really about just being or embodying that person. And that's going to help others to see what's possible for them and also to get inspired from you. So it's such a good point that you, that you just brought. I try. (laughs) (laughs) So you feel very confident and clear about this service. And I know it's not launched yet. It's going to be very, very soon. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes whenever it is, but I'll leave a link to your, all your platforms so people can, can kind of sneak in and take a first look at it. But I know you've already been working with a few beta testers over the summer. And so can you share a bit more about this process and this experience of going through beta testing and, and market research? It's been such a, such an interesting, as you know, process for me, because what I tend to do is overcomplicate things, which I think many people do when they're first mm-hmm. um, attacking different layers of building a business or anything in their lives, really, I suppose. Um, but I tend to make things much bigger than they need to be instead of kind of just like taking the opportunities as they come to you, which is how this service basically develops itself is some, a couple of uh, wonderful women approached me about very specific needs that they had that didn't require really any copywriting from me, which was something that, um, which is all I've been really offering up until this point. So it's, it was mostly about me taking those opportunities and letting go of all of the um the need to know everything before it actually happened uh, and just kind of going with the flow and then learning from there and then taking your guidance and other research that I did regarding uh, market research and how to develop the service from the insights that I gathered from those few women um, and kind of molding it into a service that I know isn't going to be perfect right away. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is that it's just going to be, it is what it is right now. And then just developing it as I work with these women and as I work with people in the future and allowing it to just kind of uh, develop itself more or less and taking the feedback that I get and learning how to apply the research that I get and organize it in a way that works for me. Because that's something that I've learned as well is that you can Google market research and uh, data spreadsheets and all that stuff. (laughs) But if you're not inspired to put anything into those tables about your research, you're not going to use them and it's not going to really mean anything to you when you go to look at it about how you help this client or how you could help future clients um, in developing your services. And that's kind of where I'm at now is I'm at just focusing on the work with the clients and it developing um, organically, which is Mm -hmm. how I've done everything else. So I don't know why I thought it had to be any different (laughs) going into this one, but just learning a little bit at a time and taking the guidance and tips you get from people that know a little bit more than you regarding uh, developing services and doing research from with clients and how to organize information and then just molding it to however works for me. And it's been way more fun since I've accepted that as my new normal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, so many people think that this market research process is so daunting and complicated when it's actually the opposite, you know? And I feel a lot of us think that by doing market research, you're trying to find the perfect way of approaching something or creating the perfect service. But Still, I, I really do think it's the opposite because just like you you said it, it's really about iterations and, and 
making it evolve based on the feedback that you get. So you kind of co-create something with your market and then you put a first version in market, you get feedback on it, you adapt it based on how it's doing and, and what's really helpful about the service and what's not so necessary. And, and it evolves with you. It evolves with your market and you're, you're co-creating it. So mm-hmm. I love what you brought here because it's really important um, to, to see it as a very flowy process. I know, you know, you can think about market research with all of those spreadsheets, but really it's about just listening very actively to your market and what they're saying and paying attention. And whenever, you know, just like it happened for you this summer where a few, a couple of people reached out to you and, and let you know about their needs and you were like, well, it's not copywriting, but maybe I can do something about it. You were inspired, you took action on it. And it's very important and it ties in quite nicely with what we've talked about in the last episode. Uh, we were talking about creativity and it's, pretty much the same thing because when you really listen to that creative side of you and you let it in and you just take action on whenever it happens and you don't kind of force it or you push it and you're like not now but you take action on what inspires you then it it leads to really beautiful things just like your service and I'm really excited about it because I know it was kind of in the back of your mind for a little while and then when a couple of people reached out to you, you really stepped into it and took action and co-created this first version that's going to be launched soon. So I'm super excited, as you can see. <laughs> I'm so excited too. And I think you brought up like a you brought up a super interesting point about co-creating. And I think part of what um I struggled with in the beginning is letting go of the I'm gonna use the word ego because I can't think mm-hmm. of anything else right now, but letting go of the ego of thinking that you know what's best for your mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. instead of just really actively listening and being curious about what it is they actually need. So letting go of what you think they need um, and maybe being wrong yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> allowing them to tell you differently and being accepting of that and embracing it rather than being um, offended, I guess would be the word. Cause I found, I caught myself being like defensive of my ideas around mm-hmm. what I thought this service should be Whereas the information that I was getting from consistently across the people I was talking to was that they would need something completely different. And it's about letting go of the idea of what you thought it was going to be and just really embracing the fun around learning more and more about your clients. And I think this goes with um, more than just, and I do research all the time for every copywriting project. I dive into my clients, um, researching my clients and their brand voice and the voice of their audience and all that jazz. So I know full well going into the other side of things, but it's so hard when sometimes you're approaching it from your own business and you learn that you're wrong about your assumptions Mm -hmm. and you kind of just have to like be more present in, um, in developing your service and like you're saying, co-creating it fully with your uh, dream clients who are the people you want to be taking, uh, purchasing your services or offers from you. So that was a huge one for me. And I think it's something that continues to be learned (laughs) as I continue to develop the service and pivot it in the future. Yeah, I love that. It's really important to let go of this attachment to whatever you thought it could be and really, you know, dare to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. And actually it can be fun to to discover new things and kind of see it in a different angle where you didn't thought it would go that way. And 
really it's more important to get it right than to be right. And it's really important to bring this mentality in entrepreneurship in general, in life in general also. But whenever you create a new product or you improve something in your business to just kind of take yourself out of the equation. equation. It's not about you. It's really about how you can best help them. And I also want to bring a point that's very important as well. You you cannot lose yourself in the process as well. It's all always about your own gifts and your vision. But based on those gifts and this vision and your target, how can you kind of tie them together and create the best connection, the best the, the most helpful way to help them on what they need using your gifts. So it's not, you know, adapting yourself and changing yourself to become what they need, but it's really about how you can mix your vision, your skills and their needs together to find the best match pretty much. Absolutely. And I think that's such a good point because it is such a fine balance, which is maybe what I'm kind mm-hmm. of figuring out right now is the fine balance between the guidance that you know that they, your clients need from you and also kind of them battling their own egos in the sense of feeling like they know what they need. And sometimes mm-hmm. they may not know what the answers are because they haven't been presented with them before. And it's about finding the best way to approach those things and kind of like you're saying, melding them together and making it so that um, your creativity and their um, experience and their um, struggles um, can kind of like really just become one (laughs) service that evolves and I think that's what needs to like I constantly need to remind myself pretty much anything I do in a business is that it's not forever you can change things Mm -hmm. whenever (laughs) the time comes for that nothing is permanent you can absolutely pivot so don't take things so seriously and just kind of like do what you need to do in that moment especially with developing services because like I was saying before every client's different everyone's going to need something a little bit different it doesn't really matter if you say on your slide uh, for your um, service that you offer these three things. If somebody approaches you about needing something differently, you can always let them know personally that you can offer something slightly different. It's not the end of the world <laughs> if your wording isn't 100% correct. Exactly. As long as it sounds like you and feels mm-hmm. right to you, it's the energy that's going to draw people in and your excitement around what you're offering and the way that you can help people. And I think for me, that's why it's so important to me to have worked with beta testers and have done all the market research and have gotten all the guidance from yourself around market research is for me to be able to build my excitement and my confidence in myself around this service specifically. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I can make an impact with this service and have, yes, the social proof and all of that stuff from having worked with people, but also just the insights that I've gained from having worked with them, as well as just like the fun I've had doing it. So I know kind of how to envision myself in the future, helping others with it and kind of um, building up that energy around launching the service or promoting it in the future, or even just approaching people about it. If I see a need um, in their lives or in their businesses. And I think that's just a really, really important step for me. Anyway, I struggle with um, going full force with confidence sometimes when something's brand new, but the beta testing part doesn't, takes off the pressure and allows you to just like really be fully curious and be fully intentional in the fact that you just want to help as much as you can and that you're molding something for future clients, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. I agree 200%. It's a, it's really a win, 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 win scenario here because 
yes, you get those testimonials going through beta testing and market research and you get those insights. But as you said, you build up this confidence because you know that whenever you're going to show up on social media or wherever to share what you have to offer, it's a no brainer because you know that's what they need. You know that you're phrasing it the right way using their words. Uh, you know that the format is based on exactly how they need to be helped. So it, it, it just makes the whole process of selling and serving and offering much more simple because I know a lot of us struggle with this sales part of being an entrepreneur, but when you really, like you said, approach market research and this whole process with more fun and curiosity and, and an open mind as well, it helps you to keep everything more flexible and it also helps you to build this confidence which is very important when you want to show up and share what you have to offer absolutely and I also think it's connection is a huge part for me connecting I'm a very introverted um, some might say <laughs> antisocial <laughs> human being but connecting one-on-one -on -one with, with people is huge for me so having those like pre-launch uh, or like beta testing zoom calls with uh, women who need exactly what it is I want to be offering and just connecting over their stories and over what they want to do in their businesses just inspires me so much more to keep creating and building. And it's just a like never ending cycle. You develop mm -hmm. friendships and like you make new connections and things will only grow from there, but you have to start from somewhere. Exactly. But yeah, I think it's, it just becomes way more natural the more you do it so the first time around maybe it's a bit more daunting and you're not sure what you're doing but the more you're doing it you don't even realize that you're doing it I I can say that I'm doing market research every single day in my business on so many different levels and it just became so natural for me and it helps me on also on a lot of different things at the same time so let's say that you're wanting to create a new service just like you did but it just going through it and going through beta testing round and market research, it helps you to see, okay, well, what words are they using to express their pain, their problem, their struggles, or how are they expressing the way that they want to be helped? So it can also help you on other levels like messaging and also help you refine your targeting because when you get on the beta testing rounds, you can see, oh, well, maybe this person is not necessarily the the person I would love to help the most or that would benefit from it the most. So whenever you kind of attack one part of your business with market research, there's also a ripple effect on the other parts of your business. I don't know if it happened to you with this new service. Absolutely. You start to see, for me personally, it was you start to see the light because as a copywriter, I exchange time for money ultimately. And developing a service like this, is going to allow me to just support so many new people in a way that I hadn't even really foreseen um, before. But to your point, it's about making the habit of seeing every interaction and connection point as um, as a like a piece of market research and using it as a piece of research in developing my business and not as just another connection point, which are important, but using them to develop these services and to mold and build my business. Right. Totally agree. And so I know this new service is coming up very quickly and I'm very excited about it. I'm super proud of it. Super proud of you. Um, and I'm excited for other people to benefit from this service because like we said at the beginning, 
I think it's just so, so important to have just clarity on your own voice and kind of feel like what you're saying, it, it sounds like you. Uh, it makes it way more authentic and it draws in the right people to you, which is very important. Um, and so it's going to come up in a few weeks. I know you also have a freebie going on to help others with their brand voice. Um, do you have any advice for entrepreneurs that feel a bit confused and unclear about their own voice? I think, again, it comes back to me overcomplicating things. And I used to do this too, but I found that the most helpful tips and um, are usually the ones that are super small in your day. So making like new little habits around collecting stories that happen in your day-to-day life, the small ones. So like myself personally, part of my morning routine is I write three things that happened to me the day before that could inspire an Instagram caption or maybe nothing at all. But it forces me to sit down and think about my previous day and three things that could be infused with things that I want to teach my audience. And that infuses your content with things that are directly correlated with your life and um, will, one, give your audience a little bit of insight into who you are, but also allow you to tell stories throughout your content without even really making, having Mm. to sit down and think of stories, which is the hardest part. Um, and I found also that a lot of my clients, um, they're of course speaking to me because writing isn't maybe their favorite. (laughs) So, or maybe it is their favorite or they're just trying to gain some confidence and just recording yourself talking about a subject or sitting down with somebody and having a conversation like this and recording the conversation and going back and listening to it and hearing just how much you actually have to say on the topic will one, increase your confidence and also give you a plethora of content at your disposal if you just had it transcribed or what have you because it will shock you how much you actually know Mm. on a topic when somebody asks start asking you questions and something that I've always have to remind myself is that you don't need to know everything no one knows any everything Mm -hmm. you just need to know a little bit more than the person who's coming who's approaching you with for guidance and support and sometimes they don't even need you to know more than them they just need you to be there for them and support them in that way And I think for me personally is just like letting the information flow from you without thinking about it too much, but it is a habit. It took practice for me for a long time, even sitting down every day for a little while while I was getting the hand of it, hang of it, and just sitting and asking myself, what do I want to share today? And you don't have to publish it, nothing. It's just a matter of practicing, Mm -hmm. sitting down and just writing what's on your mind or saying what's on your mind if you prefer to record yourself transcribing it later and just letting yourself release those barriers of self-consciousness around um, what other people are going to think and those are the my top three the ones that changed the game for me in the beginning and I think and we've talked about this many times before and the freebie you mentioned my own your unit toolkit the reason I started and launched that freebie was because it's I believe fully with all of my heart and being that it's so important for you to get comfortable with expressing yourself as you mm-hmm. and understanding who you are at your core values and how you want to express yourself and be seen by the world before you can really go out and start attracting people to you. And I think that starts with uh, not necessarily um, the words that you use and all that stuff, but who you are at your core and just being confident in speaking no matter um, the words that you're going to use and just feeling confident in yourself. But that just takes practice. It's not going to happen overnight. It certainly did not for me. I had a blog for months 
before I started kind of just releasing that pressure of caring if anybody read it or what were they going to think if they read it or are they going to judge me because I swear every now and again (laughs) and all of that stuff, you know? And now I'm at the point where I wholeheartedly embrace the way that I speak. And it came from slowly but surely little bits of confidence of people approaching me and feeling inspired by the fact that I do use words like rad and do debts and like stuff like that but that's just who I am and it just flows naturally out of me but it took time so I would say collect anecdotes every day like put a google doc or a little journal like three a day um, start recording yourself talking about the subjects that you're passionate about and um, what was my final one be you <laughs> be you yeah <laughs> so all your units toolkit or just start writing from uh with no intention just writing to write which right. is hard but yeah. it's just such a good practice of writing whatever you feel like writing about without the self-consciousness of competition of what you should be talking about in your niche and all that stuff mm. just every once in a while write about what it is you feel like writing about and let that be enough yes I yeah. love that Love, love that. Um, And I think it's such great advice on so many different levels here, because just building this practice and this habit is very helpful because you know much more than you think. You know, you have so many different stories during the day, but when you don't take the time to make it a habit to sit down and write about it, uh, then you don't see it. But when you start to have this practice, then you come up with a lot of different stories and a lot of different interesting things to share. And I think also this practice helps you to write from a place of, you know, not kind of forcing yourself into a format, which I think can really um, prevent some people from sharing on social media because they're thinking of a specific, you know, Instagram post uh, format um, and it's, it's very limiting. So just having this practice and this habit of, sitting down and writing and just thinking about a few stories that came up during the day and writing in a free style format is really, really helpful. And I think people are just, if they, if they do take this practice and I really, really recommend it is that they're going to see that they know much more than they think. Uh, They have so many much more stories to share. And it also helps you kind of create your own style and not be so influenced by what you see online. I think it can be very um, easy for new entrepreneurs to be influenced by the way others speak. And it's so important to find your own voice. So I just love this advice on so many levels. So thank you so much for sharing that. It's so funny because to think back and I think I think I could think back to my number one tip would also be to step away from the social media every once in a while to take a detox. And allow yourself 48 (laughs) hours away from it all and then come back that day and maybe have a writing day following that 48 hours and just see how different your ideas are the way you speak is it's just it's incredible it blows my Mm -hmm. mind every time I do it um just how clear my mind becomes and how focused I become and how I want to communicate um yeah it's just bananas (laughs) simple of a it sounds simple, but it's hard. And I will admit to being someone who is often glued to my phone. And I try, I make a very conscious effort not to be because it does make such a difference. And before you know it, you'll be seeing stories everywhere you go mm-hmm. uh, just by writing them a few of them a day and taking time away from other what other people have to say. And yeah. 
Yeah, that's so important to create that space and also be curious to whatever happens because when you're not glued to your phone and you create that space and let's let's say you go for a walk, then you notice so many different things and you kind of create stories in your head, like just looking around and seeing what happens. So exactly. it's, a, it's a very good practice to put in place. So thank you for bringing that up. I think it's going to help mm-hmm. a lot of people. I think your Eunice toolkit is going to help a lot of people. And I think your upcoming service will as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to kind of walk us through your new service and how was your experience with, you know, market research and beta testing and how important it is. So happy that you agree with me on this one. Um, So thank you so much for being here. I'm going to leave all your links in the show notes like the, the last time, but where's the first place people should go to learn more about you? Well, I spend most of my time on Instagram these days. That's my favorite place to tell stories and to hang out. But after that, I would say my blog and my website is where you're most likely to find me. Um, that Own Your Eunice Toolkit will be, can be found on either Instagram or my website. But yeah, that's kind of where I live at. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for being here, Steph, again. And and yeah, thank you so, so much for all your advice for and all me. your your wisdom. Thank you. This is so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to my interview with Steph. I'm going to leave all her links in the show notes and I would really recommend that you go and grab her freebie. It's very helpful and that you check her out on Instagram and just make sure that you don't miss the launch date for her new service, which is going to be so helpful for so many of you. And I'm glad that you listened to the whole episode because I think she brought some very important points about the whole process of market research and how fun it can be actually uh, and how it can really help you just lean into more flow into business and if you're ready to master this tool this very important tool and to approach business with more ease and flow and really more intention and focus I would love to have you in my first round of Insight and Impact I'm going to leave the links and the information in the show notes it's my new program that blends a self-study course and one-to-one coaching program and it really helps you to yes master the tool of market research but also grow the important skills that you need to become confident and resourceful in business. I would absolutely love to have you there and so I'm going to leave the information in the show notes but you can also book a free 15-minute call with me to make sure you make a sound decision. No strings attached. I just want to make sure that you make the right decision. So thank you again for listening to this episode and I'll see you in the next one.